Hello and thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Our guest today is Carolyn Nickel, who is a certified holistic nutritionist and also the co-owner and manager of the Energy Shack Juice Bar, which is really a family company in Scarborough, Ontario. Carolyn was not always a certified holistic nutritionist. Her energy and drive to help her family and her community came from a burning desire to follow God's leading in her life. When she was transformed by the power of God, Carolyn became an agent of healing and wholeness for everyone she met. Carolyn, thank you for joining us on It Is Written Canada. Renee, Mike, thank you so much for having me. It's really a, a privilege to be here. I've been a longtime fan of It Is Written, so to be here today with you is such a blessing. It is an honor to have you. Mm -hmm. Your story is fascinating to us, and we want to really focus on that. So let's go back to your early childhood years, what it was like in your family when you were growing up. Sure. Um, so growing up, I wouldn't say we didn't have a Christian home. My mom was Baptist. My father was Greek Orthodox. So he's Palestinian. My mom's from England. Um, so there was a little bit of a tug of war in the family as far as religion goes. But um, I have an uh, older sister, younger sister, a younger, younger brother. Um, so, you know, we had a good sized family. My mom did her um, best middle class family as they did to make sure that we had all the necessities. Um, but when we were younger, she brought us to church. So it was a little Baptist church. We take the bus, but you know, life gets busy and um, she babysat for a living, um, part of it anyways. And there was a lot of kids in the house. So after a while, Sunday morning, she got pretty tired and we started missing the bus <laughs> that would take us to church. Okay, so Carolyn, tell us about Christianity. When was your first conversion experience? So uh, it's, it's interesting because when I look back at my childhood, I feel like I was just always in conversations with God. And I have this distinct memory, and maybe I'll only find out in heaven if it actually happened, of when I was in this Baptist church one Sunday morning, I remember, I must have been like six or seven years old, I feel like I went up for an altar call. Um, and it would make sense to me because from then, none of my other family members would do it, but I'd always pray before bed. I'd always be talking to God. If my friends didn't show up for recess, me and God would have conversations. You know, if I said a bad word, I felt bad, and I'd say sorry to God. So I had this little relationship with God that I think started very, very young. Mm -hmm. Health is a big part of your life right now. How was your health when you were young? So, you know, of course, um, child growing up in the 80s, uh, you know, white bread, cupcakes and milk is, you know, part of a, a healthy diet with bologna between the two slices of bread. Um, so that's pretty much what we grew up on. Of course, you know, my mom made every meal um, and uh, she fed like about 15 kids on one can of ravioli. Um, but this was our diet. And uh, the truth is, is that I always had stomach aches. 
Um, there was really no limit on the sugar uh, that I could eat. It was encouraged. <laughs> we should all have a treat. So I definitely jumped into that and um, I, I did not eat well, but I didn't put that together with the fact that I always had stomach aches. I always had headaches. Um, I would very regularly get colds. I would always get this really bad swollen glands to the point that we were thinking that I might have to take out my tonsils. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, although happy, go lucky, very, um, you know, optimistic kid, I was sick a lot. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, Karen, I have a question. With regards to your commitment to Jesus, you said this happened when you were six years mm -hmm. old, so you were really young at that time. Did that stick throughout your teen years? Oh, that's a great question, Renee. So um, I definitely, uh, although I didn't read the Bible much, I read through Bible stories that I would get as gifts from family and friends. Um, and uh, I would always be talking and in a conversation with God and desiring to go to church. So when I was about, I think about 13 years old or so, I got a letter in the mail and it was inviting us to go to, a, to, enjoy, uh, to join a youth group. Um, none of my family members wanted to go, um, so I just went by myself. And my friends from school joined me. You know, we're young kids and happy to go to church. Mm -hmm. Um, so we started going to this church on Friday nights, and soon they invited us. So we'd have devotional, and then we'd play basketball and finish the night with uh, the vending machine. So uh, eventually, of course, as a good church would, they were leading us to come to church on Sunday. And so we started going to church on Sunday, but again, it was just me and my friends, or sometimes my friends wouldn't come. But because I had this love for God, I just wanted to go. So I would go every Sunday morning by myself, sometimes drag my little sister along with me or my little brother. Um, and um, then that started to grow into where the church is saying, you know, you've been coming here for a while. Why don't you try, uh, you know, study to become a member? There was no real baptism to become a member, but you would just go through a, a class. Um, so now we're pressing on 16 years old. My friends are getting a little older. Church is not as enticing to them as it was to me. Um, and, you know, we started uh, going to all-age clubs. Boys started getting in the picture. Uh, friends would go away for a weekend, and they're like, you know, we could raid the alcohol cabinet. I'm like, okay, let's try. You know, so I had a few um, situations, uh, incidents of, you know, binge drinking, and then we'd pull out somebody found some pack of cigarettes, and so I'd smoke a whole pack in a day. And both my parents at the time were smokers. Um, so I knew how to smoke really well just from watching them. Um, but, you know, my conscience, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me through all of this. Mm -hmm. And um, I distinctly remember a night I was in the club and uh, the music was playing and the guys were there and we were dancing and all I could hear in my head was hymns. And I'm just like, I don't want to be here. I just don't want to be here. And I remember calling my mom. God bless her. You could call her at any time. She knew I was at the club. She'd let us do things like that if that's what we wanted. I said, Mommy, I want you to come and pick me up. She's like, where are you? I'm like, I'm all the way downtown on Spadina on something. One o'clock in the morning. She pulls up in front of the club. I get in the car. She's like, is something wrong? I'm like, I don't think Jesus wants me to be here, mm -hmm. you know? So that was, that was, uh, that began uh, for me just uh, a pulling away, God calling me saying, you know, there's something better for you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you had a very sensitive conscience. Mm -hmm. And then God was leading you further into a deeper, what you call a true conversion. Yes. What did that look like? So, um, 
You know, I, I wouldn't say I never went back to clubs or with friends, but it was, uh, I was starting to pull away a little bit because the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. And I remember one Sunday morning after another clubbing night, um, I was just really tired of it. And I remember walking to church and I was just holding my Bible so tightly. And I said, you know, God, it was Easter Sunday. And I said, Lord, if I could just, if you could just lead me to truth, because at home there was confusion with religion. My, my parents didn't tell me to go to church. My dad has a different religion than my mom. My friends all have different religions. And I said, Lord, if you could just lead me to truth, I will never leave you. I will follow it. So that Sunday morning, I sat in church near the back pew as usual, and I'm listening to my pastor talk, um, telling us to turn to John 20, verse 1. And um, if I could backtrack a little bit, one of the friends I was going to clubs with all the time wouldn't come with us anymore on Friday nights because she would say, you know, uh, that's the Sabbath, and I'll go Saturday night, but not Friday night. Mm -hmm. And then when I would tell her about what I was doing at church, she would always say, you know, you're going on the wrong day. And I say, at least I'm going to church. You could worship Jesus any day. <laughs> so anyway, so that was also playing in my mind. And as I sat there and he read from John chapter 20, verse 1, and in his Bible, he said, on Sunday morning, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. And in my Bible, it said on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb. And honestly, I don't remember anything else he said after that. All I could feel was the Holy Spirit saying, you know, Sunday's the first day of the week, Carol, and not the seventh. So as soon as service finished, I went to talk to the pastor and I said, you know, I'm a little confused. Why are we going to church on the first day when, when Saturday is the Sabbath? Aren't we supposed to be keeping the commandments of God? And um, he proceeded to tell me that we're here to worship the resurrection now, not the Sabbath. He said, but Carol, this is all too much information. There's a lot of people that want to talk to me. Why don't you come Wednesday after school? So I did, and he opened up to me that, you know, a long time ago, Emperor Constantine had, had changed um, some things. So instead of Sabbath, they were, they were celebrating the resurrection. And I was blown away that I said, Pastor, can you show me in the Bible then where it says man can change the laws of God? He says, well, it's not really changing the laws of God. I said, then why aren't we keeping the true Sabbath? And he says, well, Carolyn, you know, maybe that's something between you and God that you have to figure out. And I went to, I went to the library, because we'd go to libraries then, not the internet, to find information. <laughs> and there it was in history books, the, uh, this whole uh, history of, of Emperor Constantine and how so many things came to pass. And I went to my friend at school and I said, you know what? bring me to your church. I want to see what a Sabbath-keeping church is like. And I had told my pastor at my Sunday church that I need to find a Christian church that keeps the true Sabbath. And it was shortly after that that she started bringing me to her church um, that there was an evangelistic series going on at church. And all I was seeing was truth after truth after truth. And when I asked a question to the pastors, it wasn't their opinion or what history told them they would show me in the Word of God. Mm. And that to me was just, that, this, that, that was my answer to prayer, and this is where God needed me to be. Wow. So, Carolyn, now you, after learning all of this, you are really on fire for the Lord, it sounds like it, and with your experience. So how did this lead to marriage? Mm, so, um, of course, I still had, you know, I, I'm... I'm always sorry that I ever had any experience of clubbing or smoking or drinking. 
um, because those things do stay in you, you know, and um, to some degree, it was just sort of hard to get away from this. Uh, my husband's not going to like this, but this rude boy mentality, you know, um, that's what I was growing up with is that, you know, all our girlfriends were just like, we like the rude boys. And so I became attracted to this rude boy looking guy who, God bless him today, he's the most gentle soul. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I, I, start, I start dating. I didn't date a lot, you know. Um, I always had my commitment to God about um, keeping pure um, in relationships. So not a lot of guys really wanted to stay around very long with me. Um, but, you know, I'm about 19 years old and I start, I, I was working at McDonald's for probably a good six years of my life since I was 13. And he'd come in every day to get his boss coffees. And just for a year, we kind of looked at each other. And then finally, um, I mean, the attraction was so much there that one day we exchanged numbers and um, we went on a few dates. He was such a rude boy. And we had... We had, honestly, um, this could be another episode for another time, but we had such a rough dating and courting experience. We both have no idea how we ended up married. I mean, there was so much fighting. There was so many arguments. There was, there was so much, uh, you know, we knew we were attracted to each other, but I'm not sure it went past that. Um, but... <laughs> God was really speaking to me crazy enough. I mean, I would get phone calls. Don't marry this guy. You're on fire for the Lord. What are you doing with this guy? Um, but I had some refining to do. And I tell you, he brought us both together because we both needed some changing. So I ended up marrying this good-looking rude boy. Um, and uh, life wasn't easy um, for a long time. But I tell you, that really became my, my most refining moments was in my first uh, few years of marriage. So you went through quite a number of experiences. What brought you to the place where you wanted to go into nutrition as a profession? Yeah, so that's a great question because since I changed my diet, as I mentioned, when I came into the church, I was about 16, 17 years old when I was baptized. And it was at that time that uh, Dr. Thomas Jackson, um, came up to our church. So he's a natural doctor, a PhD doctor, but practices the laws of health. And he came and explained them to the congregation. And when I heard this, I'm new in the church, I'm like, boy, Lord, you are giving me so much truth. No more cupcakes and pork rinds and, you know, white bread. What? He said, the whiter the bread, the quicker you're dead. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and so from there, I just changed my diet. I'm just, I came home and I told my parents, I'm never eating meat again. And my father, you know, Palestinian, he said, you're gonna die, you can't not eat meat. Um, but then, you know, and it was, uh, I would say by the time I was 22, 23, I'm just like, hey, I haven't been sick for a while. I haven't had a stomach ache or a headache. And I was just, I was so convinced that it was just the way I changed my diet. And so once I got married, so now I'm in my, I've got my own platform here. I've got my own opportunity. Um, we, I got pregnant pretty quickly. So, um, you know, raising children, I thought, here I am with this opportunity. I've learned truth from the Lord. I've learned truth from the health message. I'm going to apply it to everybody's life because you know they don't need to go through those stomach aches and headaches and swollen glands so i began to try it out on my family they never took over the counter medication um, or medication for of any sorts um, and i just became so passionate about it that people that i met um, I, I just, I just wanted to share truth. I've so always loved truth. Talking about your family, you're talking about your children. Yes. So your children 
were so healthy because you, That's you, right. you just got them to eat this way. I just got and them to, to eat live this, this way. way. Yeah. Oh. yeah, I mean, it took my husband a little while. <laughs> He's been 10 years completely eating on the eight laws of health. So uh, it, it was a little bit of tug of war, but I mean, uh, our entire family at, at one point was completely eating by the laws of health. But because I saw the change in me and everybody I shared it with, I knew, like I was just so passionate about our body being the temple and how this transformed me, that I knew this was just something I, I really somehow wanted to share with the world. I just, I wasn't sure how that was gonna be. Mm -hmm. So Carolyn, a big topic for me, something I really enjoy is nutrition, but before you talk more about nutrition, we're gonna join Bev in the kitchen and she's gonna share with us a very delicious recipe. Bevy's gonna make for us a totally plant-based recipe called fresh marinara sauce and zucchini noodles. Take a look at this. Hi everyone, I'm Bev, and today we're experiencing life in the kitchen. If you love pastas and pasta sauces, but are a little bit afraid of the calories that can accumulate, you're going to be happy about today's recipe. I'm going to be making a fresh marinara sauce, and by fresh, I mean raw, and fresh zucchini noodles. So let's talk about the ingredients. First of all, we're going to be using four smallish, medium-sized Roma tomatoes. And then as well, we're going to be using some bell pepper. And then, one of my favorites, we've got garlic fresh garlic. As well, we're going to be using some fresh basil. We're going to be using some other spices like dried basil and some Italian herbs, cayenne pepper, chili flakes, um, garlic powder, onion powder, some nooch, which is nutritional yeast, and some salt. And we've got sun-dried tomatoes as well. We've got about a cup of these. We've softened them um, by soaking them in some hot water for a little bit just to make them nice and tender for when we put them in the food processor and uh, then we've drained it. So that's gonna be the base of our fresh marinara sauce. And then I'm gonna put this aside and we'll work on the zucchini noodles. And I'll introduce you to one of my favorite toys in the kitchen. But first, let's get the sauce happening. So that's one large red bell pepper. And then we're gonna put in our tomatoes and I'm gonna put the fresh basil in towards the end. I'm gonna put the garlic in, and we're gonna put in our sun-dried tomato. And I'm gonna start the process off by just having those things so I can get them going, and then I'll add the salt and the spices and the oil. So let's get this going. We don't want it pureed. We still want to have some nice chunks in there. So let me put in now, I've got about a quarter teaspoon of chili flakes and just a dash of cayenne. You know when you're using cayenne, you don't have to use a lot. It can be overpowering. And then I'm putting in three quarters of a teaspoon of Himalayan salt, putting in one to two tablespoons of the nutritional yeast, 
putting in two teaspoons of garlic powder, and then instead of using fresh onion for this, we're gonna use the onion powder. So two teaspoons of onion powder. We've got our Italian seasoning here and our basil. So that's about one tablespoon of the dried basil and two teaspoons of the Italian seasoning. Whip that a bit, hold on. Doesn't take long. And now I'm gonna add in the fresh basil. Because we still want it to be nice and fragrant when you eat this. Okay, we got that. And the oil, I do have an eighth of a cup of olive oil. And I'm going to add that in slowly through the top of the processor. So here we go. And voila, it's done. Look at that, fresh pasta sauce ready to go. And it smells heavenly. So now let's make our zucchini noodles. Start with a good sized piece of zucchini. There's different, um, different types of spiralizers you can find. Here's what I'm gonna do with it. I'm gonna position my zucchini in the middle. I'm just going to do this. And hold on, you're gonna see zucchini noodles coming out. Look at this. Fresh zucchini noodles. And now I'm going to put on the marinara sauce that we just finished making, and we're gonna put it on our pasta. And now, have any Parmesan on hand? Any cashew Parmesan on hand? And so now you have got a fantastic take on the traditional pasta and marinara sauce. And look at that. Beautiful, hardly any calories, chock full of vitamins, minerals, all kinds of nutrition. So do your body a favor. Your body's gonna love this one. And go raw for a little bit. Enjoy this in good health. Amazing, that looks so good. Definitely zucchini noodles are so much better to palate than actual pasta noodles, but that was so delicious, and they I could eat it now. Oh, they <laughs> tasted so good. I ate that recipe, so did Renee. It was really good, very, very nutritious, yes. I bet, so just, I mean, and just looking at that recipe, that's basically what I was growing my family up on, what I was making for everybody. And I just, um, when the time came, I had a very cushy sales job, but my desire and passion was for nutrition. And um, when the opportunity came up, I uh, went back to school, uh, part-time while working full-time and being a mom. And that's really um, when my career in nutrition started to take off is once I graduated. Wow, that's wonderful. So Carolyn, tell us when and how the Energy Shack came to be. 
Well, um, so really quickly is that after I finished school, I started to just, um, through my case studies, started to work with people, ensuring the eight laws of health, getting them off their medication. It was just, I mean, I wouldn't get them off, but they'd have to come off because their life was changing. And I worked with, um, from Aldunamis, uh, Dr. Higgins, who had a chiropractic doctor, who's a chiropractic doctor, and I was working with nutrition with her clients. And one day, she grew, as she was growing out of her Scarborough facility, she said, Carolyn, I want you to come look at this new facility that we are going to um, open up. Maybe you want to put a little juice bar in our gym. So my husband and I came to look at this uh, plaza, and uh, he said, Carolyn, you know what? We're, we're not going to put a little juice bar in the gym. If we're going to do this, we're taking over a whole unit. And we basically had uh, less than four months to get the energy shack that we didn't even know would exist, recipes, everything together uh, so that we could be open in less than four months. It was incredible. How wow. did that affect your family? How did it affect your life, opening up uh, a whole restaurant? Yeah, so uh, in the beginning, my husband uh, worked it full time for the first uh, eight months. He took some time off work, um, but you know, he's not a nutritionist. Um, and uh, I was working very full time and we were dependent on my income. But there just came a time, I was always home with my kids, understand? I always worked from home. They always saw mommy morning and evening and afternoon. And uh, in November of 2016, I had to go to the Energy Shack and work full time. And um, my family almost never saw me again. But I got to tell you, it was the best thing that happened to everybody. Why was uh, that? Because I think for so long, I was everybody's Holy Spirit at home. Uh, and as I pulled away, everybody worked out their own salvation and got to know God for themselves without mommy telling them, you have to say sorry now. Um, so it was really wonderful. And I just began this incredible prayer for my family in the background. My husband stepped up, my kids got more bonded with him. It really wasn't just beautiful for the energy shack and what we're doing in the community, but it really actually blessed my family. Well, Carolyn, we need to have you back so we can hear more about the energy shift. Absolutely. So before we go, can I ask you please to pray? I would for love us? that. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this amazing opportunity. I'm grateful to be able to share, and I pray that the story that I have shared has inspired many, Father, to come to know you as their personal Lord and Savior, and that people would truly ask you for truth, because you said, seek and you shall find. So I pray that for all of our viewers today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. amen. Carolyn, thank you so much for coming and joining us. You really do have to come back again next week. I hope you can join us. Absolutely. I would love to be back next week and share with you some amazing stories of not just my life transformed now, but how other people's lives have truly been transformed. Wow, I love success stories. <laughs> so hearing those stories, we're looking forward to that. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week. All right, see you then. Thank you again, uh, Mike and Renee. Appreciate this opportunity. That was wonderful. Friends, between now and next week when Carolyn visits us again, you might have a lot more questions about health. So we have a free offer that you can call us and receive right away. Our free offer for you is Eight Steps to Health. So here is the information you will need to receive today's free offer. Before you go, we wish to pray for you if you would like to send us your personal prayer requests, the information for how to contact us is on the screen. 
tell us your request and we will pray for you, put you on our personal prayer list. We would also like to invite you to follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And if you go to our website, you can see our latest programs, including our exercise workouts called Experiencing Life and our short spiritual messages. They are all there for you, free to watch whenever you choose, because we want you to get to know the Lord as your own personal friend and savior through reading the Bible. You can experience the truth found in the words of Jesus when he said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Thank you for listening today. If you would like to watch a video of this podcast, please visit iiw.ca or you can go to our IIW Canada YouTube channel and click on the videos tab. Once again, thank you so much for listening.